The Cardinals take care of business and win game five against the Cubs in convincing fashion behind Paul Goldschmidt, who continues to storm towards the Triple Crown. You know how Cardinal fans feel about Goldie, but is everyone else as gung-ho on him earning the MVP in the National League as we are, or are they eyeing up someone else? We'll also preview what is going to be a huge weekend for the Cardinals at Bush Stadium as they welcome in the defending champion, Atlanta Braves. All on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinal fans. I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. It's a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all the info about the birds on the bat. Now, playing five games in four days is not easy on any team. It doesn't matter if you're the Dodgers, the Mets, the Astros, any of those top-tier teams in the league. They're going to have a rough time playing that much baseball in a short amount of time. Physically and mentally, it's just not an easy thing to do. So. When you see the Cardinals lay a couple of eggs like they did in Chicago over the last couple of days, as disappointing as it is, you have to appreciate how difficult this span of games was on the Cardinals. The Cubs, they've got nothing to lose. You know, they, they got mostly young guys playing. They can burn through pitchers. They can bring in a DH to pitch against a future Hall of Famer. Big deal. But the Cardinals... It's different for them right now. They're calculating every pitch from every pitcher and every bad from every hitter as they continue to push towards a 15th division championship and a berth in the 2022 playoffs. So Thursday, the Cardinals and Cubs wrapped up their five-game series at Wrigley. The teams had split the first two games, and um, the Cardinals did lose. The two games they lost, they seemed to be very uninspired when they played to say the least. Uh, they just kind of went through the motions of, of playing the game of baseball. Uh, but on Thursday, they had Goldie back in the lineup after having the night off on Wednesday. Nolan Arenado not in the lineup. In fact, he wasn't even in Chicago. If you didn't hear, he had to fly home to St. Louis so he could be with his wife as they prepare for the birth of their first child. So congratulations to them. And yes, that does mean that Arenado might not be playing this weekend. So just be prepared for that. But they came out against Marcus Stroman for the Cubs, and they came out like they were on a mission. Donovan and Goldie work walks. With Arnato out, they got Corey Dickerson batting cleanup, and Dickerson's been on a bit of a heater lately. Came into Thursday with eight straight hits. Not eight straight games with hits, but eight straight hits. And he'd hammered Stroman over his career, so it just made sense to, to have him at the cleanup spot behind Goldie. Didn't think we'd be saying that about a month and a half ago, did we? <laughs> but credit to Dickerson. He's made adjustments. He's healthy again. So he comes up with two one and one out, and he pokes a single to right field. Run scores. One to nothing Cardinals right away. Nine straight hits for Dickerson. Next batter, the rookie Nolan Gorman rips one to center. Two to nothing. Tyler O'Neill then gets jammed a bit on a 2-0 pitch, but drives it far enough into right field. Scores the run from third. Three to nothing Cardinals. We're off and running. Edmund singles next. First and third, he steals second. 
25th stolen base of the season, which ties him now for third in all of Major League Baseball and second in the National League. But then DeYoung grounds out weekly, ends the inning. But they came out, they put up a three spot on the board, and they basically set the tone for the day. Dakota Hudson on the mound for the Cardinals on Thursday, and we've discussed his struggles with the walks, uh, the tempo that he has while he's on the mound, not going deep in games, a lot of problems there. So even with the 3 nothing lead, you still – you're a little nervous. You want to see what Dakota's got before you start patting everybody on the on the back and on the butts and saying, hey, good game. We got this one. You know, you're a little worried there still. But he goes through the first inning. No issues. Got some help from Donovan in right field who made a fantastic sliding play to end the inning. Again, Donovan, what a tool that guy's been for in a, in a good way, not in a bad way, but in a good way. He's just been that Swiss Army knife that uh, Ollie can put out pretty much anywhere on the field, and he's been really, really good. You don't see much of a drop-off in his play defensively, no matter who he's filling in for. It's been really, really cool to see him do that this year, and he's been a big piece to why the Cardinals have been able to win games. Uh, second inning starts off. Kisner hits a double. Newbar singles, first and third, no outs. Donovan comes up, grounds into a force out, still first and third with one out. That brings Goldie to the plate. He strikes out swinging. And on the swing, Donovan breaks for second base. And the catcher for the Cubs pulls the old fake throw and look over to third base, which nobody falls for, right? Except for Andrew Kisner, who does fall for this on this play, gets picked off, the inning's over. Bad look, bad play, squandered another chance to score. You can sometimes get away with that against the bad teams, the good teams. No way, Jose. And uh, how does a catcher fall for that move anyway? I mean, you are a catcher. You know that stupid move is coming, and you still fall for it. Shame on you, Andrew Kisner. Bottom of second we go. Half hits a leadoff double. Then the DH slash relief pitcher, Fran Mel Reyes, hits a chopper off the plate to third base. Uh, it's over to the third base side, actually, of the pitcher's mound, not really towards the third base area. And uh, Tommy Edmonds playing third base yesterday, zips over, he grabs it, airmails one about 15 feet wide of first base. Goldie has no chance of getting it. It goes into the dugout. Probably didn't realize how much time he still had with uh, Reyes running. But again, Edmond doesn't play third base very often, so I'm not going to crush him for one Really bad throw, but a run scores on that play, 3-1. to one. But Dakota responds nicely, gets out of the inning without any more damage done, thanks to an amazing play by Edmund and Goldie later on that inning. Edmund dives to his left with two outs. He dives to his left on a line drive. He knocks it down, gets up, guns it to first, and, and Goldie stretches. He goes on his belly, face down in the dirt, scoops the throw while keeping his toe on the bag still. I don't know how he does this because I've seen him do it a couple of times this year. Keeps two runs from scoring, preserves the lead. He kept his toe on the bag. Unbelievable. Incredible play. Top of third, Dickerson leads off, hits another single. That's 10 straight hits for Corey, and he's one away from tying the Major League Baseball record of 11 straight. Unbelievable. Uh, Gorman comes up next, and he drives one, a shot to left field, to the Ivy. Looks like it's going to be a double, and... Ian Happ makes a nice play, jumping into the shrubbery out there, and the Cards fail to score after that. Um, Ian Happ, man, he's a solid ball player. He'd be a good one to have in, in the, the the Cardinals uniform one day, wouldn't he? Switch hitter, I like him. Uh, to the bottom half where uh, three of the next four Cubs hitters get singles. They make it three to two. And now we're getting a little more nervous, okay? Now we're into that part of the game where Hudson, you're not sure what's going to happen. He's either going to tip over the edge and fall off 
or maybe he can find his way back, claw his way back and give you five innings. You're not sure what you're going to get here. So I'm chewing my nails. I'm fully on expecting a Hudson implosion. A lot of people are online, uh, according to uh, the mentions. But instead, he sacks up. He gets Reyes to roll into a DP, inning over. Well done, Dakota Hudson. In the fourth, Kisner, New Bardonovan all get one-out singles in succession, which means the bases are juiced for Goldie. He fights off a 2-2 sinker, and he lines it into right field. Two-run score, 5-2 Cardinals. Just a great piece of hitting by Goldie on a tough. It was a sinker, low and in, and he just fights it, but he hits it hard still. Uh, to right field, dude's been money all year, so should come as no surprise that he comes through there. Dickerson comes up. We got a chance to tie the MLB record, but he grounds into a fielder's choice. But you got to love it. What a run for Corey. Ten straight hits is crazy. Uh, no scoring until the sixth inning. Goldie turns on a uh, cutter up in the zone, drives one over the left field wall. His 32nd of the year makes it 6-2 to two Cardinals. That passes his entire home run total of last year, by the way. And we're still in August. Meanwhile, Hudson, he's got it on cruise control, man. Nothing's nothing's going anywhere. This is great. He's getting all the ground balls, which when he's on and his sinker is doing what it needs to be doing, he's going to get a lot, a lot of ground balls, which is one of the reasons why team management, Ollie, they, they love this guy because with their infield defense and the way he can get ground balls, it's just a win-win situation. It's it's a match made in heaven. So um, eighth inning, we head to two out. Donovan singles brings up Goldie again. He's feeling frisky. Goldie's feeling good. The sun's starting to shine because it had been kind of a great day most of the time. And, you know, he, he, he thinks to himself, you know what? I kind of like that home run trot thing. That was pretty cool. Let's do it again. It's a fastball that was low and in, and he crushes this one over the center field wall. This time, 428 feet makes it 8-2. to two. 33rd dinger of the season, career high in a season, is 36 for Goldie. So he's just three short of tying his career high, and it looks like he's going to blast past that total this year. Packy Naughton relieves Hudson in the eighth, a little shaky, allows one run on three hits, just a third of an inning. He might get sent down, by the way. Uh, Jojo Romero, who's been great, they got him from the Phillies for Sosa, and um, he's been fantastic. So you might see Naughton get sent back down, and uh, Romero just kind of take over that role. Uh, Hicks comes in instead, and today we get the Dr. Jekyll version of Jordan, which is the good one, in case you're wondering. He bails, naughty, not out of trouble, sets the Cubs down in order in the ninth. Game, set, match, cards win at 8-3, to three, take the series 3-2. to two. Props to Hudson. First quality start since the All-Star break of seven innings, two runs, five fits, walks two, uh, whiffs four, seventh win of the season. Fantastic job. Dakota Hudson pitching for his spot in the rotation. So uh, hats off to you. Goldie, what more can you say? Leads the charge on offense, three for four, two home runs, five RBIs, three runs scored. The dude's unreal. Dickerson, three more hits, 10 in a row at one point. That's a new Cardinals record, breaking the previous record of eight in a row, which was done by Kurt Flood twice. Felix Jose, remember that name? And then uh, Fernando Tatis Sr. Uh, Dickerson, now hitting 460 since the All-Star break. Pretty good. Edmund, three hits. New Donovan Kisner, two hits. A great day for the Cardinals. They uh, leave town. Happy flight. Coming back to St. Louis this weekend. We're going to talk more about Goldie, the NL MVP, and the Triple Crown next. We'll see if people other than us, who are Cardinal fans and uh, people who pay more attention to the St. Louis Cardinals, do they think what Paul Goldschmidt is doing this year is as special as we do? We'll get into that here in just a moment. First, though, betonline.net. 
probably know by now, don't you? Fastest, easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball. You've got NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline.com uh, becomes, or BetOnline.net, sorry, continues to be the top online source for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting. You've got scores, the podcast, they've got you covered there as well. Be sure to head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Maybe put some money on the Cardinals. How are they looking going forward as their odds continue to grow as uh, they continue to win games, win games here in the uh, month of August. So go have some fun with it. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Now, I've talked about the amazing things that Paul Goldschmidt has done this year in a previous episode. Did it about a week ago because I was picking up on things that I noticed that Goldie was starting to just the numbers were adding up. And I'm like, holy cow. Is he going to wait? Hold a sec. He's got a chance here. I made the argument that he's a better hitter than Aaron Judge. And I'm going to continue to stand by that because the man is on another level this season. And people other than us in St. Louis and uh, St. Louis Cardinal fans around the country are finally starting to notice this. Now, I don't pretend that the Cardinals will ever get the attention that teams on the East and West Coast are going to get. Aaron Judge, superb season, running away with the AL MVP. Being a Yankee means he gets even more attention. I understand that's going to happen. ESPN loves them some Shohei Otani, and they should. For a, I mean, the guy's a two-way star. He pitches and hits at all-star levels. He's the uh, AL reigning AL MVP. All the accolades he gets, he, he deserves. But it seems that people around the country are, are finally starting to pay attention to the first baseman of the St. Louis Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt. They're starting to realize what a special season he's having here in the Midwest for a Cardinal team that is now in first place, which helps because for most of the season, they were not. And when you're not winning games, it's a team. People tend to not talk about you individually. Well, now you got a six game lead over Milwaukee in the central. The team's ranked fifth in the MLB power ranking. So people are noticing Paul Goldschmidt. He's first in Major League Baseball right now with a batting average of 339. Second. In Major League Baseball, the Dodgers' Freddie Freeman at 326. He's 13 points higher than him, running away with the batting title right now. Goldie is third in Major League Baseball in home runs and second in the National League with 33. Aaron Judge, he's first. He's got 48. <laughs> You're not going to catch Aaron Judge. I get that. But Kyle Schwarber, who has struggled a little bit recently, just coming back from a calf injury, uh, is leading the National League with 35. He hit another one yesterday, so he's two up on Goldie in the MLB or in the NL home run race right now. Uh, Goldschmidt, second in Major League Baseball, first in the National League in RBIs with 105. Judge has got him by one with 106. Goldschmidt also leads the NL and Major League Baseball and on base percentage at 420. OPS at 1.057. He leads the National League in slugging percentage at 637 and war at 7.1. Now, I don't pretend to understand the mathematics that go into the war stuff. I I, I don't care enough. <laughs> I know it's an important stat for people, but the defensive war stat, I really don't get because they have Paul Goldschmidt at minus 0.6. The dude has one error on the season. One. And seemingly makes 99% of every pick and stretch over in first base. So I, I have no idea why he's in the negative there. 
So if somebody wants to break it down for me in the comments or shoot me over somehow, they come up with that. I have no idea because I don't see that dude make any mistakes. But I think that's what makes Paul Goldschmidt so special. And it's a reason why I like Aaron Judge is so special. He's a, a gold glove caliber outfielder, doesn't make any errors either. But Goldie as well is a first baseman where he's involved in so many more plays because of the amount of ground balls that this staff induces each and every game. I mean, they always got to throw it over to him. So he's constantly moving around. He's making picks, saving games like he did uh, uh, with the Edmund throw yesterday. I mean, he saves two runs. Makes a wonderful stretch there. Aaron Judge doesn't have to do those things. Um, he's just been a rock at first base all season. So it, it, you just got to tip your cap to what Paul Goldschmidt's doing. Now, Derek Gould from the Post-Dispatch did an article on Goldie and uh, asked Albert Pujols to chime in on what Goldie is doing this year. And he said it's pretty awesome what he's doing. It's so special. He's having an MVP year, and it's exciting because he's been carrying the ball club most of the year. He's always been a heck of a player while watching him from the other side and to see him do it as a teammate, it's even more special. And on MLB.com's latest poll on MVPs this season, Goldie now running away in the National League. He's got 33 first place votes. Just to put it in perspective, Aaron Judge, who clearly running away with things in the AL, has 32 first place votes. Just saying. Also, by the way, NL MVP below Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Second in the poll. Uh, he gets two first-place votes. So the Cardinals are getting some love. People are noticing. And this weekend will be another chance for Goldie and the Cardinals to shine and prove that they actually do belong among the best players and teams in baseball. As the defending champion Atlanta Braves come to town beginning tonight at Bush Stadium, both teams are coming into this series feeling good about themselves. They've each won eight of their last 10 and 15 of their last 20. Identical records. The season series, the Braves are up 3-1. Three, three to one. The Braves have won 9 of 11 from the Cardinals since last season. They dominated. The Braves also trail the Mets now by just two games in the NL East at 78-48, and 48, so they're still striving to win an NL East division title. So technically right now, they're just a wild card team. Uh, tonight's pitching matchup, you've got the rookie right-handed fireballer Spencer Strider. For the Braves against left-hander Jose Quintana, uh, Strider has given up one runner less in five of his last seven outings. And he went through the Cardinals lineup like a knife through a stick of warm butter back in July. July 7th, they played. He went six innings. He allowed just two hits, no runs, and he struck out 12. The Cardinals actually ended up coming back and winning that game in 11 innings by the score of 3-2. to two. Now, Quintana faced the Braves as a member of the Pirates back in June. And it didn't go so well. Five innings, four runs, six hits, three of those home runs, two of them to uh, Adam Duvall. So first pitch tonight at Bush Stadium is going to be at 7.15 St. Louis time. So expect um, the bats to probably be a little bit quiet against Spencer Strider. He's been crazy good, and he hits triple digits on his fastball. He's got a Awesome mustache. He, he's one of the hidden gems that I picked up earlier in the season on my fantasy team, and I've been riding him all year long. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough for the for the Cardinals tonight. Moving on to Saturday, you got a 6-15 St. Louis time start with uh, 38-year-old right-hander Charlie Morton on the mound for the Braves against Jordan Montgomery. Neither pitcher has faced the other team this season. Morton is 1-2 and two in his last seven with an ERA of 3.48, while we know what Montgomery's been doing and how awesome he's been since he's come over to the Cardinals. 4-0 since moving over to St. Louis with a 0.35 ERA. 
He's given up one run in four starts. He's been incredible. Uh, so hopefully he continues those winning ways against the Braves on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I told you, national attention. You get the Sunday night baseball game on ESPN on Sunday night. It'll be Jake Odorizzi, the veteran right-hander for the Braves against the Cardinals veteran right-hander, Adam Wainwright. Again, in this situation, neither pitcher has faced the other team this year, but Odorizzi is just one and three in his last seven ERA, 4.62. While Wainwright has given up just three runs in his last three outings, he's been pretty darn good, and we all know how good he is at home. He's a, He just seems to be an entirely different pitcher when he's on that mound at Bush Stadium. The Cardinals have been a great home team all season. They're sixth best in baseball as far as home record. Problem is the Braves can counter that. They have the second best road record in all of Major League Baseball. You've also got the fact that you might be without Nolan Arenado this weekend due to the birth of his child. Uh, haven't seen an update yet. Haven't seen any... Um, roster moves or anything just yet knowing nolan arenado he wants to be at the ballpark i mean if he could he probably would put one of those like baby pouches that you saw in the hangover that, that they they walked carlos around in and have him on him while he's playing third base while he's over at the hot corner that seems like something nolan arenado would do okay maybe he'd turn it around and put him on his back like luke skywalker with yoda when he was training but um we don't know. We don't know if no one's going to be available this weekend or not. Ryan Helsley, closer for the Cardinals, should be back uh, from maternity leave. So he wasn't really needed <laughs> at all this past week and uh, on the weekend against Arizona. So you didn't really miss him. You didn't notice he wasn't there, but uh, might need him. Might need him this weekend. So he should be available. Uh, people ask me all the time, are the Cardinals good enough to win a World Series? Do I think they're at that level of the top tier teams? And I've repeatedly said, I, I don't think so yet because I haven't seen them beat those guys yet. They beat the Yankees at the beginning of August. And then they've played a lot of teams who haven't been very good since then, but they've won the games that they needed to win. Tonight's going to be a, a test. This weekend is going to be a test to see if the Cardinals are actually indeed good enough to win a World Series. If Arenado was not there, obviously that makes things ridiculously tough because he is your 1B to Goldschmidt if he's your 1A as far as in the lineup. So you hope he can be there. But uh, if not, got to try to win without him. But um, this will be the test if this team is ready to make that jump. And, you know, in the power rankings, they're in the top five now. Do they belong there? Some people say no. We'll find out this weekend. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen. The Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team, including the Cardinals. And the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast. Locked On MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. By the way, uh, Sully recently said he thinks the Cardinals will win the World Series this year. He's a fan. He loves what the Cardinals have been doing. So uh, if you haven't checked out uh, Locked on MLB, you should do that. Tell Sully we sent you over there. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. <laughs> 